On this episode of the Real Life Carry Podcast, myself and Mike Zabo give an in-depth, fast-paced and insightful review of the 2021 Masters. There were a huge number of talking points and I'd like to think that we cover them all. We kick off with some caddy stories of our own and as always, we end with a Bubba Watson bell end of the week, answer listener mailbag questions and give out our notable mentions. Make sure and stay tuned for an exciting announcement I'll be making with regards a new feature that we're working on. And if you have any questions or comments, please contact us on social media or via email, podcast at glorifieddonkey.com. As always, I'd like to invite you to rate, review and share the podcast with other golfing friends and family. However, in the meantime, I really hope that you enjoy this episode. So yes, hello and welcome to another episode of the Real Life Carry podcast, episode 67. It's called No Name, No English, and we will get to that a little bit later. I'm joined uh, by Mike Zabo again. Mike? Hello everyone, thanks for having me back. Good to be back. How are you? It's been a few weeks. It has. It's good to be back. I really enjoyed uh, the last podcast with Brandon and uh, Josh Parrish. That was great. It was uh, fantastic stuff. Yeah, it was. was a lot of good stories, man. I it's funny because uh Brandon and I we go way back. I knew Brandon when he was uh mm-hmm. 18 years old. I oh, mean, he's my. what what do you say is now like 35 or so, something like that. But 37. That's bringing it back like 17 years. I knew I worked yeah. with him in Sarasota, Florida many, many years ago. There must be loads of stories you want to share about that. Oh, yeah, I don't know if we can share them on the podcast. Maybe <laughs> maybe in the coming podcast we will, but uh yeah, there there are definitely some stories with Brandon, yeah. Uh, as always, we will start with our own stories for for the the podcast. What's been happening in your life in the last few weeks? Anything notable? Well, I was gonna caddy a few weeks ago. So about a month ago, my good buddy Larry Fitzgerald called me up, or he texted me and said, "Hey Zabo, I'm coming in. Uh, you want to caddy for me at Pebble Beach?" I said, "Absolutely." Larry gave me the dates and, and what have you. So the day comes when I'm gonna caddy for Larry. I haven't seen him in a while. Actually, I saw him a little bit at the AT and T. He played in the pro am early, but. Uh, he gets in and uh, he texts me. He said, Zabo, where are you? I said, I'm on the bench. I'm ready to go. Let's go. And then he uh, he called me up. He said, hey, Zabo. I said, what's going on, Larry? He said, uh, he said I'd rather take your money today than pay you money. I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, wow. you got your sticks with you? I said, yeah, I got my sticks. Mm-hmm. And actually, I didn't have my sticks. This is another story. But I said, yeah, I got my sticks. He's like, all right, I'll see you at the T in 10 minutes. We're playing golf today. I'm uh-huh. like, wow, this is perfect. So instead yeah. of caddying, you know, yeah. I get to go out and I get to take Larry Fitzgerald's money, yeah. or so I thought. But uh, I did not have my sticks. I give my wife credit because I called my wife up and I was like, Marianne, Larry just asked me to play with him. I don't have anything. Uh, she's like, no worries. I'll run home. I'll grab your clubs, grab your clothes. And she did. And she made it to the tee. She's, she's a, a great woman and got yes. my clubs to me. Well done for that. You actually called me as well. I did. Yeah. So actually, I, I'm not going to lie. You were not the first call. Okay. Uh, Josh Fisher is the one who talked me into moving to California. So I called Josh. I forgot he was actually playing Spyglass that day. Uh-huh. And I called Josh. I said, hey, do you want to come? Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I didn't even tell him what was going on. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm playing Spyglass. I'm like, oh, shoot, I forgot. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he, he couldn't do it because he was playing. Then I called you up and you couldn't do it. No, no, it wasn't that. So I've been back living in America for almost seven years to the day. Mm-hmm. I think 24th, 26th of April is uh, seven years. And I still have a UK phone, so I'm, I always phone home two, three times a yeah. week. It just happened to be that my dad called me. Never happens. It's twice in seven years I think oh, he's yeah. called you me. Got to take that call then. Yeah, yeah and I, I look, I saw you were calling, and I was like, oh well, you know, 
I never yeah, picked yeah, up yeah. and I thought oh you'll just be asking about something yeah who yeah. knows and then when I called you back it was for a job and I was just thought oh, nice one but hey yeah yeah but yeah. we got Colt Coulter Bissell great caddy he came yeah. out and did it did a great job for uh Larry and uh yeah it was fun I mean Larry last time we've, we've played together before last time I played him I gave him six aside Okay. And I beat him three ways. I, you know, we played mm-hmm. played Nassau, beat him three ways. And I said, Larry, we got it. The tee's like, all right, our usual game. Like, mm-hmm. usual game. This is the second time we played golf together. But <laughs> so, yeah, we played our usual game. And, uh, you know, he's, I said, how many you want? He's like, well, what are you? I said, I'm a four now. He goes, well, I'm, I'm a five, so I'll take one aside. I'm oh, like, wow. well, that sounds like one. He's like, nah, this is your home course. I'll take one aside. So I'm like, all right. So I go out and I, I wax him on the front, completely mm-hmm. wax him. His only stroke hole is the sixth hole, par five. I eagle it. He has a good look at birdie. I eagle it and beat him. He makes a par net birdie, and I mm-hmm. beat him. And then uh, that was pretty much the end of my round. It all went downhill from yeah, there. I played awful on the back nine. I waxed him on the front, and he ended up beating me out of money. He beat oh, me wow. uh, one way. I waxed him on the front. He beat me on the back in the overall, and he took my money. Well, that's probably good because he, he probably needs the money, I guess. He does, yeah. I heard he yeah. might be retiring. The, the word's yeah. not official yet, but yeah. Oh, I bet you guys another year. He's got another year in him. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, it was fun. It was a, it was a great day. I mean, to, anytime you get the opportunity to play the golf courses we work at, it's yeah. great. And to play it with a, you know, a client and a friend like that, it's just, it made it really, really special. For sure. Anything yeah. else going on? Man, there's a lot. I could, I, this would take the whole podcast. I got stories upon stories, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a lot, lot of good ones. I'd say, you know, the one thing we don't touch on too much is our job can at sometimes, you know, be emotional and sad. Like I'm sure you've had this loop before where you know you get the guy that's that's ill he's he's dying of cancer you know i've had it a couple mm-hmm. of times and those are those are tough loops because a lot of those trips are bucket list trips and whatnot and they're older guys or whatever and they know they don't have long to live so they come out to a place like this and they they play golf and uh this one it, it really hit home because it was uh a guy his two buddies and his son and his son's a freshman in high school and i could tell on like the third or fourth hole that, you know, the guy obviously was ill. And I, I asked his buddy, I'm like, is he on the mend? Or is he, he's like, no, he's got maybe four or five months. And I was like, wow, it just, it just hit home. So, I mean, there's, there's nowhere to go with that story. It's just, you know, life is short. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm Scottish, so we don't have the same types of emotions um, as across the pond here. <laughs> and <laughs> let, let less. So that wouldn't hit home for you? I mean, <laughs> let, that, that's, that's, that's a it's a tough one, man. Hey, I mean. Honestly, one of my favorite loops ever was a, a, it's exactly the same scenario. It was a New York taxi driver. Mm-hmm. He was a late sixties, had been to Vietnam. His he was dying of cancer. He, you know, who knows three, three, six, nine, twelve months to go. And his daughter had uh, paid for him to come out here and play. Wow! And it was a sensational loop. I, you know, what are you going to say to that? Hey, we're all going to die. Yeah. yeah you know, you know, you would, we really shouldn't need these types of reminders uh but we, we had a great time he told me so many great stories because he was you know being a taxi driver in new york oh, before yeah, it was cleaned up all. Yeah, oh yeah he's seen it all um but and yes. vietnam i mean vietnam and then a taxi yeah. driver in new york yeah yeah crazy. new york late 70s early 80s you know dirty dirty um myself this past week haven't been caddying a huge amount uh, last four days of the masters obviously did the oh, caddy yeah. commentary from I the couch a lot of that that was good I would like to say a big thank you to all the boys that helped me with that. Little Brandon, Casey Peterson from the uh, Upper Peninsula. We had yourself. Yeah, I was big, here for a little bit. Big Tony came in. We Matt, who he was the one that got the the hole in one mic um, oh, yeah. interview yeah. On, on the last episode. That was cool too. 
And then we finished with uh, Johnny Barnes and Wags. The legends. On the Santa Oh, yeah. what a great day. Yeah. Uh, picked up a bunch of subscribers, watched a lot of golf. I watched probably, I would go say about 26 hours of, of golf. Wow, over I, I, that must have felt like you got hit by a train by the end of that. That's that's exhausting. I am still feeling it. I really am. Um, Especially, and you have to talk the whole time, which usually isn't a problem for you. <laughs> but <laughs> still a lot of walk. It's a lot yeah. of talking. Um, I did caddy for some hacks uh, a couple of weeks ago. Hacks? No. Oh, we no, caddy for okay. hacks, really? <laughs> Total hacks. <laughs> and funny thing happened. We're playing the ninth hole. And the 10th tee is very close to the, the halfway up the ninth fairway, say. Yeah. Okay. And this guy hits the ball, hits his second shot, and he actually dribbles it on the green. And they go bananas. They go bananas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, wait, you're the group behind? No, we were, we're our, our group. Our, so, we were on nine. And you hit onto the... One of my players hits the ball on the green. Oh, so they're on nine green. <laughs> you're in nine fairway, and they're on nine green. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. The, the, the group is in 10 tee. Okay. Yeah. Right? So, we, my players actually... Hit the ball onto the tee, onto the green. Okay, great. Okay, yeah. right. He's a 36 handicap. He's over the moon. He's they're high five and jumping. Yeah. And as we're walking down, this guy from 10 comes across and he's like, oh, congratulations. Did you get an eagle? Did you get an eagle? And the boy's like, no, no, I hit the green. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. was, it was one of those yeah. just a beautiful and moment. For par, it was my third. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, what else happened? Oh, this thing that's, I don't know if it's ever happened to you the last, year maybe two years this has been happening to me where i have a muscle in my jaw and my neck that tenses up uh, you know no uh, you're, you're blank no i've, I've talked going to say is this a joke like a setup for a joker well i was carrying for a boy called john stroud from texas okay. that i know and we're on the game on the ninth and i she said what's wrong with you and i was going it's this thing and it, it feels as if it's just getting all tight okay and, and I went, ah, I got a muscle, I got a muscle, and, and it keeps on happening. And people are looking at me, they're saying, how far is this? I'm going, well, 45. But I have to, I have to put my chin up, you know, to, to try and stretch the muscle out. Wow. Uh, to stop it from turning, I, I don't know, it's been happening for a couple of years. And he, John actually said, he said, oh, that happens to me all the time. What is it? So, I don't know. It's just a muscle that gets tense. You might want to have that looked at, dude. Yeah, that doesn't sound well, good. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with it. You know, it's still fine. Just it tenses up. You know, sometimes it maybe happens in your calf, your hamstring. Yeah. You can yeah, feel, yeah. you know, that's what happens in the... But your jaw, I'm, that's kind of a weird spot. Yeah, yeah jaw, jaw and a throat, you know, and, and how far? Peter like, hey, oh, is he having a stroke? Oh, but uh, no beautiful. Good. Right, what we're going to do, we'll... we'll, uh, we'll going to crack on there's a lot to talk about because oh, we'll yeah. do a quick sort of rundown of what happened at the masters it was obviously the, the first major of the year so we have many talking points to to batter through so we'll move on to that now Four. so it's the week after the latest masters the 2021 masters it, the tournament returned to april what do yeah. you think of that well, that's when it should be played. That's when the Masters is played. You were happy with that? Seeing all the colours and all the bits and pieces? Yeah, I was happier than Dustin Johnson was, yeah. Mm, <laughs> yes. Uh, lots of big names missed the cut, Mike. Uh, well, here's a list of them. Sergio Garcia, I don't think he was ever in the mix to win it. Uh, Daniel Berger, on form. That's, that's, that's mind-blowing. Berger missing the cut. I mean, as well as he's been playing, it's, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. Berger and Fries. Uh, El Chipo. Matt Kutcher missed him. Uh, we all missed him on the weekend. Missed him. He usually does very, very well, though. He does, yeah. He's he's a horse there. Um, I, I, mind, um, I need to say that all of these people still made 10 grand. 
You you miss you just you play in the tournament, make ten grand. I that's mean, why that's why Sam Sneed played for one hundred and twelve. Wild to show up every year. I mean, I'd show mm. up for ten G's, ten that's G's, it. and you get two rounds at Augusta. Yeah, um, would you think Kucho actually pays his caddy any any of that? No, ten, that yeah. no, no. He gets his salary for the week and that's says it. no, no, no. I'll keep the ten to you myself. Get, you get percentages of cuts made. Cuts you don't get made. percentages of my mm. appearance fee. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Brooks Kepka missed the cut. Which wasn't surprising with his knee. I mean, they showed, I, it was I, why he even tried to play. I mean, why Why would you try to play? Is, that, I would have to He's agree. coming off surgery, what, like two weeks ago. I mean, it's mm-hmm. crazy. He did say, I can win even after surgery, which, yeah, no. I, I don't think you could. I, I think there's a lot of pressure on contact sport players, American football, rugby, our yeah. football, where they come back from injury too soon. And you know it's a mistake. That's a big mistake. The way he's played, big time, you know, big time. But I, I think he'll be ready to go. I, I'm sure the doctor said it's probably not smart. He probably wouldn't have played if the doctor said that it'll probably do more damage. So the doctor said it's probably not going to be good, but you're probably not going to do more damage. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that's the only reason he played. But mm-hmm. not good either way. Uh, for uh, champion Dustin Johnson from uh, from 2020, he missed it. Yeah, I wonder. I was wondering what happened with him. Like, did you think he flew home? Because you got to be there on Sunday in Butler Cabin to slip the green jacket on Hideki. Do you, you think he flew home, or you think he just kind of stayed there all weekend? He probably partied all weekend. You think? Yeah. Yes. Guy like Dustin. Yeah. Good chance. I watched how he missed the cut on the back nine on Friday. Very poor. I think yeah. it was all all that damage was done in the last three or four holes. Uh, almost as if he didn't really want to be there. Yeah, um, Lee Westwood, which a lot of people. Oh man, I was picking him. I really thought. <laughs> I know. I I gotta stop calling these winners and and yeah. People get carried away. I think about Westwood. I think he peaked a little too, maybe a month too early, and a lot of golf for him. Especially he was, just, he was playing so good, and his putter. He had found his putting. I just thought, you know, he loves loves Augusta. I really thought it was his mm-hmm. time, but yeah, not yeah. even not even close. He actually had his son caddying for him. He has been using his girlfriend. Yeah. And I know he had Sam Walker, who we had on as a guest last year, a former, former uh, professional. Do you think that was a mistake to have his son in the bag? Well, I mean, in hindsight, yeah. But did his son cost him making the cut or playing better? I mean, who else would he have? You think his girlfriend would have done a better job? I mean, well, I don't know. I, I just. I remember when Justin Thomas's caddy was injured last year and Bones took over, they won the tournament. And yeah. I think it's this type of stage, it's that 2-3%, maybe one call. You see, golf is all about momentum. Yeah. You see, we'll get on to talking about that Bring later on. Bring the pro, yeah. Bring but if, pro. You, if you know, one one good hole could lead to three or four more and that, that leads to, you know, making a cut. And I don't know, I'm just, uh, I'm not sure. He's not doing it for the money because Wes has got plenty of dough. And somebody said to me, well, maybe it's his last time there. His position, he's yeah. his position, even if he missed every cut for the next 12 months, he's still in the top 50 yeah. next year. Um, so he missed the cut. Rory McIlroy missed the oh, cut. Oh, you're going to bring up Rory. I didn't think you'd even bring him up. Hey, How listen, do you do? I wasn't really watching that much. He was he was horrible. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, horrible. What's going on? I mean, hit, hit his dad with a stray shot. Well, it's better than he hit it in somebody's pool the week before. They, they, and they counted that as OB. I would have said that's a water hazard hitting yeah, it in the be. pool somebody's backyard. But it's, no, they counted it as OB. But yeah, he hit, it, hit his dad. Nah, I, nah. I didn't see that. Did he yell four at least? Mm, I think they did, yes. Yeah. They dad, look out. <laughs> four left. <laughs> um, and then he said, oh, I, I, you just hit your dad. And he's like, did I? Yeah, I think I just hit your dad. Wow. Um, dreadful. Another dreadful display. Yeah, I mean... He he's gonna get it back. He's he's again. He's Rory McIlroy. He's gonna he's gonna be fine. But I don't know. I just 
I don't see him winning, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine more majors. I don't mm. see that happening. I'd have to agree with you there. Uh, something seriously wrong. Patrick Cantley, he was uh, a lot of people's pick. He Another missed the cut. big surprise. I mean, that guy, he's, he's nails. I mean, the guy, all those guys are so good. There's so many unbelievable tour players. A lot of them missed the cut. And then you could look at like Jose Maria Olathabo, who hadn't made a cut in 15 years. He makes the cut. I mean, it's just crazy. No, you're jumping the gun though, Mike. We still have Jason Day. Have oh, we, geez, have we yeah. seen the best, best of Jason Day? I don't know. He, again, he's so good, but the guy's injured so frequently. Yeah. I mean, every other week he's injured. He's injured more than Tiger Woods, who was injured, you know. I mean, in in how old is Day now? I mean, he's got to be 36, 37. Still young. Yeah. Rel I mean, <laughs> in golf St terms. He's, st he's still just a boy. I'm 39. I, don't I just know. turned 39. I, I, I don't think I've seen him healthy for certainly not a season, let alone, you know, five, six tournaments in a row. Mm -hmm. But he's he's a world-class player. But with all those injuries... It's, it's the same question that lurks Tiger Woods and all those guys who get injured. I think we've seen, we're going to start seeing the back of Jason Day, to be honest with you. Uh, last one I've written down here. Uh, I'm just going to say M. Sungjae? He missed Sungjae M. Missed wow, the cut. He did miss the cut. Wow. Yeah. So he, he had he, it going early, too, didn't he? However, Sungjae does love golf so much, he was able to find uh, another pro tournament for the weekend within <laughs> yeah, he Georgia. He does like to play a lot. Yeah. So, uh, he, he won was that. Was there a Hooters event down the street? Yeah, he, he won that by six strokes, so nice, he's still got nice. to play the weekend. Got his uh, 10 grand for a parents free, and he got 15 for winning the Hooters <laughs> tour event. Yeah, that's perfect. 1,500. Yeah. Um, now, you'd mentioned Ola Thabel. He was probably the only old guy, along with Phil Mickelson. I wouldn't put Mickelson in that kind of old. The, yeah, some of the names I'm going to throw you. But Jose Maria Ola Thabel plays golf one week a year. That's it. Yeah. Made I mean, the cut. He, he's one at Augusta. That's, that's the thing. So a lot of people don't like that. I think you'd probably be included in that, that they, those old guys, they don't hang it up. Maybe some of them don't know when to hang it up. But you know, you're giving these guys 10 grand to show up, and they get to play Augusta for you know, practice rounds, two rounds. And then a lot of those old guys, they still have the chance to make the cut. You look at guys like Freddie Couples, Bernard Longer, Vijay Singh, who all missed the cut this year. Those guys consistently have been making the cuts in years past. Bernard makes it almost every year. Freddie, I mean, when was the last time he missed a cut in, in the last 20 years? I mean, mm -hmm. that's, that, that'd be a question. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't fault those guys. I'd certainly go every year if I had won the Masters until you know, I couldn't play anymore. Well, of course you would. Um, yeah. But he, that, that was going to be my next point. Time for the old guys to step aside. I love the idea that you have an exemption. I don't like the fact that you can play until um, you're in a wheelchair. Larry Mize, plus 19. Fred yeah. Couples, plus 13. Yeah. Sandy Lyle, plus 13. Ian Woosnam, plus 9. What would Rory finish at when he missed the cut? I think plus... he was plus 6. Oh, is that it? Maybe oh. plus 9. He beat Woozy? Nice. I think he did. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, funny. Yeah, no, I mean, it's... I don't know. They, they what, are, what do they do? The US Open, you get 10 years. I think the... The Open Championship, you get 10 as well, right? Open Championship, I believe you can play up until you're 60. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, because that, that's when Watson made yes. that run. And he, he was 60 he was or 59, 59, right? That was amazing. Yeah, so maybe maybe there's something to that. That would have been, mm -hmm. I remember watching that. That would have been probably the greatest moment in golf history, in my opinion. And mm -hmm. Watson won at 59 years old. I mean. It was up there with Leicester City winning the Premier League. Whatever. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> well, that's what I would say. I'd say, listen, yeah. let's mirror the British Open. 
let is, let's let's play let them play till they're sixty. Yeah, at I mean, a certain I I'd agree. At a certain point, enough is enough. I mean, Sandy Lyle, come on, you, you won the Masters. You you were a great player. Yeah, but, in the last decade, like forty yeah, years ago. Yeah, come exactly, on, Sandy. Exactly. And, but you saw like a lot of like like Gary Player, Jack Nicklaus, Arnie. They still had. I mean, they didn't have much game left in them, but they they did hang it up at a certain point when they could have kept kept playing. So a lot mm-hmm. of those guys do say, okay, this is going to be my last one. I'm going to play in this one last time mm-hmm. and, and hang it up. But some of them don't mm-hmm. know when to quit. I'll make a phone call to the troops at Augusta and, and, and make that change yeah, for next year. Goes. Yeah, maybe you can get Gary Player's son reinstated. Oh, Did you see right. that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that Lifetime one, Lifetime ban. That's it. Uh, talking to Gary Player, one thing I'm not a fan of, um, your pal Mo was texting me over the weekend. Hey, Mo! And I don't like the, the ceremony at the start. I don't want to see it. I understand they want to do it and it's a tradition. And then Mo says, well, they don't televise it. I says, well, they don't televise it live, but then they show it 400 yeah, times over the they weekend. they show it. I, I, what's ridiculous is you see them walking down the first tee. If you were one of their caddies, you'd be raging because they have a full set of clubs. Well, and you, only, ha- you only go 50 yards though with the clubs. You know, I, I say, listen, if you're going to, if you're going to tee off, finish the round. Yeah. You know? I mean, um, it's it's Augusta. It's tradition that they're yeah. all about tradition. So they're True. they're they're not changing that. Just like they're probably not going to change. Certainly not based on our recommendation. Uh, oh, kicking the old guys I out. Know. I don't no. know about that. You think we hold some weight now? Talk talk about tradition. Um, I think it feels as if it was the first time we've seen a lot of drone footage of the course. Yeah, that's true. And that's true. With that in mind, the the greens were so brown, and that was Thursday. Yeah, they wanted. I, I, they didn't. Bright Bryson said it was. Oh no, he he said it's not. What did he say? It's not a par sixty-seven. It's a par sixty-eight for me. Yeah. How, how did you do, Bryson? Yeah. Yeah, he did. They didn't. Too bad. They, too yeah, bad. he didn't at the end. But I mean, they didn't. They didn't. They don't like those comments. The the membership at Augusta does not want to see that golf course brought to its knees. Well, the big start after day one of November twenty twenty, mm-hmm. the field was minus fifty-four. Wow. This year. Plus two hundred and twenty-two. Seriously? Yes. Wow, so, that's crazy. Big turnaround yeah. there. Um, just before we move on from that, I was just going to say, if you get rid of all the old guys and instead of having the world's top fifty, you take the world's top seventy of those twenty players, I think you're going to get a little bit more competition. Yeah. Like, like your, your boy. Which boy? Your AT and T lad. Who's that? Oh, Kevin Streelman would have been in. Would Kevin? Would you rather see Kevin Streelman or Larry Mize? Uh, yeah, I hear you. You know what I mean? I so that's, yeah. that's, 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 I'll, I'll add that as a... Streels uh, played pretty good today, too, at the RBC. He was leading to after the first nine holes. He's, oh, he finished fun. pretty strong, but yeah, he's top top five. In my letter to Augusta, I'll put a PS that they uh, use that. Yeah, yeah, um, see, see how they respond. Uh, greens were brutal. In saying that, the weekend, they got a little bit easier. Big talking points for me. My favorite, two, two favorite moments. Right, Siwoo Kim snapping his putter on the fifteenth green. Yeah, that was good. He putted pretty good with that three wood. Three wood. Yeah, I, it wasn't even the worst shot in the world. Yeah, I know, I know. And yeah, he, he showed no emotion. Yeah, you know, he looked as if he was smiling. Yeah. I don't know, was he smiling? Was he angry? You know, always is the same. So I enjoyed that one. And my second one was Billy Horschel slipping on the the banking in number thirteen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. White pants and all. Yeah. 
but he he blown his gasket a couple of holes before. Yeah, it's not a reason that. Yeah, that's why you don't wear white pants either. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, talking about clothing, the fashion I felt as if this year was absolutely absurd. Yeah, they they just go overboard. Especially, it's like these these major tournaments. The the big name brands want to want to really put something flashy out there and mm-hmm. put something. And they they put these abysmal shirts like the, the whole Nike deal. Mm-hmm. They just need to stop doing what they're doing because they're putting them all in the same shirt and mm-hmm. they're just changing the colors, changing the schemes, but it's the same it's horrible, ridiculous designs. I mean, just absurd. Jay Lindbergh did it with Victor Hovland. Oh, gosh, um, yeah. But there was like... Like, look, bro, we know, we know, we know who you're sponsored by. Yeah. We get it. We get I, it. I didn't see anyone that you went, you know what? I'd buy that shirt. Yeah, Oh, exactly. I, I like the way exactly. he, he, he looks as if he actually, you know, had the lights on when he was dressing this morning. Uh, Kutcher had about 12 different shades of blue on. It sounds um, about right. Of course, Spieth, same thing. Yeah. And it was just horrible. And I, I don't know if it's because golf is, because of last year, they're seeing a lot of new golfers and they're just trying to say, hey, we'll be as, as hideous as possible. And maybe people, new golfers, yeah, I think, can't, hey, this is this is okay. I can't think it's bringing more revenue to their companies by putting those those shirts mm-hmm. out there. I mean, it's it's not good. Yeah. Did you notice one thing that I I think we're going to see a lot of this over the next 6 months are the players tucking their shirt in underneath their armpit before they putt? Dustin no, Johnson started it last year. Oh, really? They go over it and they pull it in here and I, I think didn't I pay saw, attention to that. Yeah, check that out the well, next time you're watching the golf. They'll go over a putt and then I think it's the left arm they tuck the, t- the shirt underneath the arm before they put Cameron Champ did it. Wow. And uh, it's just a matter of time before we see the first person doing it. Yeah, Dave Stockton's probably teaching it or something. One of those Brad Facts and one of those gurus and yeah, now, catching on. Next one, Matthew Wolf DQ'd. Oh man. Well, he was, DQ- he was DQ'd, but he had already missed the cut. He DQ'd because he, mm-hmm. yeah, he, well, he, he tried to swipe, swipe one in and he, he, flubbed it and then he wrote down a three instead of a four on 16 or something like that cost him 10 grand though oh so oh yeah you get dq'd you don't get that you 10 don't grand. get that 10g yeah. so yeah i mean he's i mean he, his whole career even going forward looking back he's gonna be feast or famine he's probably gonna win a few events but you're not gonna see that guy out there making cut after cut after cut he's gonna do this sort of thing a lot but mm-hmm. you're gonna see him compete contend yeah. in a lot of tournaments i mean he's He's good, but with that move, I mean, it's mm. just, it's not, it's not repeatable. I tell you who does have a move, talking about the tournament, is uh, Will Zalatoris. This seems to be the uh, Oh, man, he is fun to watch, golf. man. He is really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, 24-year-old, he went to Wake Forest, and he was a Corn Ferry Tour, KFC Tour guy. And, and, and any other year, he would have his tour card. He, mm-hmm. he, he played well enough last year to earn his tour card, and then... You know, COVID hit and the player advisory council on the PGA Tour decided no player from the previous year on the PGA Tour loses their card. So what does that mean? No player on the Corn Ferry Tour Gets moves up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, he he's going to be on the PGA Tour though. He's in, in the field this week. So I mean, he finished second alone in the Masters. Well, I what mean, happened was he, I think he won in the KFC last year. Then he got a couple of invites and he did really well at those tournaments. Then he got next say top 10. Then he ends up in the next week and the next week and the next week. Uh, he was top 50 in the world and that meant he got in. He's now 27th. Yeah, which is, which is crazy because they were crazy. talking about that. They're like, this guy potentially could be looking at qualifying for a Ryder Cup. A Ryder Cup. And he doesn't have, he, he's not a member of the PGA Tour. <laughs> yeah, he, and he's not going to be. I mean, yeah. unless he wins, obviously, in the next 
next couple couple months, but that, it's just crazy. I, uh, uh, no, no FedEx Cup points. Yeah, I know it's that next. It's season. unbelievable. Jordan Spieth, he's back. He's back, and he's he's. I mean, the the stats he's putting in, down are just insane. He's 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 Jordan Spieth again. Mm. Well, you know, he's not winning. Well, he did win. He did win. The, he did win, and he's going to win again. I mean, he won the Valero Pro Am. Yeah, um, <laughs> beating Charlie Hoffman. Yeah, and Matt Wallace. But yeah, I would agree. He's he's definitely getting closer to it's, where he was. It's fun to watch. I think it's good for the game. I I don't think he's. I don't know. I, I I'm not a huge fan of his personally, but it's fun to watch him play. Justin Rose wilted, wilted. It, it's the funny. It's funny too because he's playing. I had an experience with Justin Rose. I think he's a fine man. I like, I don't know him from Adam, but. Uh, so during the U.S. Open out here, I drove player shuttles. Mm. So I was driving player shuttles, and Saturday I drove. You know, I drove everybody. I drove Rory. I drove. Mm-hmm. Uh, I drove everybody in the field pretty much. I was doing it twelve hours a day for the whole week. Mm-hmm. So Saturday after his round at at Pebble Beach in the U.S. Open, I'm driving Justin Rose from the 18th tee back to the driving range, and he's on the phone with his agent. He's like, "Oh yeah, if I play well tomorrow, you know, and, and I win, then I, I'm gonna have to stay here for terms. If I don't win, I'm gonna catch an early flight." And I'm just sitting there thinking, "You ain't gonna win with that attitude." Yeah. If I win tomorrow, it's like, dude, you, you yeah. you're leading the U.S. Open, or you're one shot back in the U.S. Open. Yeah. You should be thinking, "I'm Justin Rose. I'm gonna win this tournament." Win. So I was with you. You kind of called that after the first round. I was like. Yeah, he'll find a way to to blow it. And yeah, I, I certainly I, did. I think I, that's, that's a good point. I was sitting in the couch here saying, "Well, it is Rose. He'll find a way to blow it tomorrow." And you said, "Oh no, 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 no!" I was, no, no, you're right. He, was, he did because he doesn't have that killer instinct that even like Spieth has or Tiger yeah, Woods ever had. And he looks as if he he'll smile in defeat. Yeah, yeah. And he and, will, and he, as he, and he did, did when he made that nice birdie putt on eighteen. And, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's it's kind of come on, wish it wet. I think the yeah. word would be wet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was happy to see him. Poulter did not win again, so that was good. Um, he's getting closer to uh, not <laughs> winning anything. Yeah. John Ram came late with a sixty-six on Sunday. Yeah, that was. He's good. I mean, he's he's certainly top two or three. Matter of time, isn't it? It is. Yeah, that, that guy. He's really good. You know, he, he's. You know, he had people were saying, "Oh, I wonder how he'll perform." I'm not worried about how he'll perform. You know, he, he they just had a baby, and I'm like, "Is he breastfeeding?" Yeah, exactly. His his wife had the kid. Yeah, not him. Well, I mean, it certainly gets him. If anything, probably more incentive or more incentive. But, exactly. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah. But I, he's he's put on the beef though. He's even bigger than he was last yeah. year. Oh, well, um, but yeah, I think it's a matter of time if, uh, until John Ram wins. Uh, Robert McIntyre. Yeah, the second Scotsman, two Scotsmen in the field. Sandy was never going to sniff the cut. Never mind a win. He uh, he finished two under for the tournament. I think tied twelfth. Wow, first experience. That's um, awesome. Highest ranked left-hander in the world. Wow. See, it, there's something to be said for lefties at Augusta. Lefties I mean, love yeah. it. So that was his first time. Uh, Xander Shoffley finished oh, third. God, Xander. See, th- this this could be three podcasts. I was talking mm-hmm. about this tournament. Xander. Mm-hmm. Oh man, how can you? I, I, I he. He could have won that tournament so easily, mm-hmm. so easily. And Hideki, he wasn't folding, but he certainly was feeling the pressure. Had Xander just hit the green anywhere on 16, and, and that pin, when do you ever see anybody miss it in the water with that pin on Sunday? That just doesn't happen. I mean, yeah. it's just... Well, this man. is what I'm saying to you about caddies and the 2 3% and momentum. Shoffley, because really the... November 2020 when Johnson won it, no pressure was applied. 
it was poor. Yeah, same thing this year. I this, mean, it was it was, Hideki, it was cruising. No pressure coming no down pressure. the stretch. Then Xander goes birdie from twelve through fifteen. Four birdies in a row. Yeah, Matsuyama double bogeys. Mm-hmm. Fifteen is that right? Mm-hmm. So Xander Shoffley's up first. I think he, they're in between clubs. Takes a club. Looked like he chunked it to be honest. But like we say, just put it because it's all about momentum. Oh, and, and that, that shot to that pin, they're, they're not giving you a free birdie, but they're giving you a shot where you got a pretty wide circle where you could hit it and funnel it, funnel it towards the hole. Certainly leave yourself 12, 15, 20 feet. I mean, that's a pretty easy shot for a PGA Tour player to get with inside 20 feet. And then he hits that shot, and of course, Hideki's now thinking, okay, oh. let's blow it right. And he hits a mediocre shot to the right side of the green with a difficult two-putt. I mean, and this... Yeah, I mean, Xander. And then he ends up making six. I, I mean, know, triple oh. bogey. Oh. Keller. Uh, easy street. Absolute easy street. I did say that Jordan Spieth made triple on the Thursday. I think it was on a the Thursday ninth, on right? the ninth yeah. hole. Yeah. He, he went for the wonder shot when myself and I think little Brandon were saying just chip it out. Uh, that, yeah. that's it. I think that probably cost him. Oh, could have cost him a green jacket. The green jacket. Yeah. Um, Hideki won it. Hideki Matsuyama, he was a low amateur in 2011. He's played there many times. It was a matter of time. I and mean, it was the a guy, of time. his swing is so, it's, it, it's a fun golf swing to watch. I'm not a huge fan just because you don't really know much about the guy. I mean, he just, he's out there playing golf, which, you know, according to you, you like that. Bryson DeChambeau, you like just watching him play golf. Hideki is fun to watch mm-hmm. swing the golf club. That mm-hmm. swing with the little pause at the top and just such a fluid swing, he was bound to win. And, mm-hmm. you know, hats off to him. He won at Augusta, and then we heard from his translator. Well, you know, he he, he uses Strix and clubs. He does. I would say that I'm just a bit by a set of uh, Strix and irons. I'm moving away from Mizuno, oh, okay. but I am staying Hideki in Japan. Did it. He sold you on him? Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, it was uh, a couple of major winners in the last day uh, with uh, Big Shane. Yeah. Shane Lowry uses those sticks as well. Uh, I, I I thought he played really well. Uh, anticlimax for a Sunday. Yeah, it just it well, wasn't one, it wasn't wonderful. The last couple of holes, you want to see. I mean, you certainly want to see the guy. Okay, well, he's got to make he's got to make bogey or better on eighteen to to win. So it's not a gimme. You know, you can make bogey pretty easy, but make him make a par or bogey. He could have made double there and won, and he nearly yeah. did. I mean, yeah. We're looking. We're looking for four or five guys with three holes to play to have a chance. Yeah, and um, I mean, he he had it sewn up on the 18th. He hit a great drive on 18, and then his his second shot showed a bit of nerves. He dumped it in the bunker right, and uh, it's like, oh man, now he's got to actually focus and make sure make sure you get this down in three. Make sure you don't hit a crazy bunker shot, and he had a hit a good shot and missed the putt. But yeah, easy street two putt five and wins the Masters. Yeah, he wins by one stroke. His his first major, uh, Japan's first major. Yeah, you know first, first of many. That is now, there's 20 countries. This is a little bit of general knowledge. This was something I asked on the YouTube channel over the weekend. Mm-hmm. There were previously 19, the major winners had come from 19 countries. Now, I, I don't. You're talking treat, all majors, not just. All majors, yeah, yeah. ever. So, United States, England, Scotland, that type. So, Britain is Northern Ireland, Wales, etc. Yeah. Now, there's 20 with Japan. That's a good one. Start noting them down and send in your answers. Uh, but it's a, it's a tough one. It's actually, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you try that for the next time, uh, Zabo. So congratulations to Hideki Matsuyama, Emperor of the Sun. However, he let himself down, in my opinion, by not speaking any English whatsoever. Well, can he speak English? Yes. I mean, for sure. He speaks enough to say many thanks for all the support. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's just he's he's shy with it, embarrassed about his poor English. But he's played here a number of years. Oh, yeah, he certainly he's not going to garner many many fans in the U.S. Not not speaking not the language. speaking. I mean, we in the Ryder Cup we root for the United States if you're from the U.S. You know, so you know coming down the stretch, I was certainly rooting for Xander not to see Hideki lose, but I wanted to see Xander win. I mean, I, I don't think there was many Americans rooting for Hideki. I think. You know, hats off to him. Everybody's happy to see him win, but there's not many people you know, pulling for him to win. So he was low amateur in 2011, and I'm not 100% sure how many years he's played in the PGA Tour, but I'd imagine it was five, six, seven years now. That means you're spending probably 30 to 35 weeks a year here. Yeah. Come on, make an effort, pal. And yeah. don't be embarrassed. Just at the end of it, just say many thanks. Uh, it's a pleasure. It's an honor. Um, next year, we're serving sushi at the dinner. <laughs> you know, chicken teriyaki. That's yeah. uh, that's gonna be good. Um, you did mention Bryson DeChambeau. Oh yeah, Bryson. He, I mean, mm, it wasn't a par sixty-eight, Bryson. Yeah, it's not working, is it? Yeah. Well, it isn't. It isn't. He 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 turned it on. I mean, he finished. What what did he finish at? Like two two over or two? He was two over, I think, the finish. Not sure. He he ended up making the cut. I mean, but he he, he cut, did not have it going early. But uh, well, he stayed, whatever. He was either eight or twelve shots back. It's not nowhere close. So yeah, yeah. I, I just wonder if we're going to see him continue to do what he's doing this year for a full season and if he doesn't win one, two, three, four tournaments or at least another major, I think he's probably going to say, listen, I'm going to change We'll try back. something else, yeah. He'll, if if it's not working, he'll try something else. But like like we said before, he's got so many gears. He doesn't He doesn't always hit it long when he doesn't need to. He only uses that gear when he needs to use it, although... Unless VJ sings at the range watching him hit and he likes to hear VJ laugh. Did you see that video? <laughs> yes. VJ's giggling like a little schoolgirl when they, when he's ripping. I mean, you see how hard he was swinging no, at those no, balls? It was, it was, he looked as if he was smoking crack. I like, mean, that yeah, that was, was like, violent. Boom. Violent. Throw me a ball, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw me a ball, boom. I don't know. Yeah, and the caddy was, Tim Tucker was throwing, at him, yeah. throwing the ball at him aggressively. He's like, here, here, yeah. take this ball. <laughs> Didn't figure that out. Uh, someone who wasn't in the range was uh, Ricky Fowler. Oh, that's surprising, Ricky. Was he, did he was he playing in the Hooters tour event he, that Sung Jay was? He missed the cut in, oh, that, in that event. <laughs> oh, bummer! Yeah, so eighty eighty two. He was still there to congratulate <laughs> Matt Siam. Absolutely incredible, huh? He's outside the top fifty. Yeah. He's out, I think he's high eighties, low nineties. Uh, can't sniff a cut, and I did predict when I said that Spieth would lose his card. Okay, got that one wrong. He's certainly not uh, losing his card not anytime yet. soon. Not yeah. yet. But Ricky Fowler is potentially. I think he's going to lose his tour card. I think he will. Well, it's top one twenty-five. Yeah, he's he's certainly got to start at least making some cuts. I mean, it's exponential. It takes you a lot. This is what I'm saying about Westwood. Westwood, I think, is top twenty-five in the world. Yeah, it takes you a long time to go from twenty-five yeah, to fifty, yeah, yeah. sixty. But when you're right? going from, but 80 when you're ninety, to, yeah, yeah. It, takes, it doesn't take long to get you from there to to the one twenty-five. You can get passed up real quick. Uh, he's still making twenty to thirty million there on the commercials, which is good. Um, I. Did a little uh, bet with a guy called Wolfie, Wolfie Golf from Greenock in Scotland. He picked six players, I picked six. Uh, he went with JT, Spieth, Sergio, uh, Patrick Reed, uh, Tommy Boy, and CT Pan. I went with DJ, Ram, Bezin from South Africa, uh, Connors, who I was really impressed oh, yeah. with from Canada. Yeah. He's played, I think he's going to win a major this year. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's Corey statement. Connors is, yeah. is, he's come on leaps and bounds in the last couple of years. Uh, Sanji M. Mm. Oh, and, and you pick Sanjay? And Hovland. We both had five get through, oh. and it was an accumulation. The match finished. Wait, you got five got through? 
So oh, so if I've got actually yeah. played in the Masters, gotcha. Yeah, I think CT Pan, CT CT Pan, you know, pots and pans. Yeah, missed yeah. the cut. Uh, M missed the cut, so we had five going through. It was an accumulation. So who won? All square. Can you believe that? What we we both picked six players and we ended up all square. Wow, that's so impressive. John Ram's six under on Sunday saved my bacon. Wow. Uh, good tournament or bad tournament, Mike? Uh, how do you find define good or bad? I think I think it was bad personally, not because there was a bad winner, but a bad finish in that there was no pressure applied late. Like that's what you want to see at Augusta, yes. and it doesn't always work out like that. Like I, I know it's it's a golf tournament, so sometimes the winner is going to win by two, three, four, five, whatever. But yeah, at, at Master Sunday, I want to see drama down the stretch and. Mm-hmm. After, after Xander's triple on 16, uh, no more drama. I'll tell you, I could tell what type of Sunday it was by the, the YouTube caddy commentary we were doing, the amount of contact that we had, number of people tuning in, talking to us on more the chat. More or less. More. Oh, more because the they golf wasn't the that golf interesting. Was yeah, yeah. They are just like, oh, so the last 45, 50 minutes an yeah, hour yeah, just yeah. went off the charts on that, so... Uh, all I'll say was uh, I was tired after watching all that golf. I bet. Never watched that amount of golf That's in my life. That's a lot of golf. I've had enough of the Masters for 12 months. Two and yep. six months or two and five months is had enough of that, hearing about the pimento sandwiches. We got a, we got a year or so. All that kind of nonsense. Up. But yeah, good tournament. And, and hats off to Hideki Matsuyama, first uh, Japanese yeah, uh, major first winner. Of, first of many, many majors I think will win. I'll you think? think? Yeah, I think he's... It, it, it's tough to forecast. Is he going to win four, five, six? But he's going to he's going to win multiple majors. The guy is good. Well, you know where you heard it first, folks. Zabo makes the call. It's the first of many majors for Hideki Matsuyama. No, it's not like I I'm the first one making that call. There's a lot of people making that call, but it's oh, I think it's, it's the true. first. It's the first I've heard of it. Really? Yeah. Have you not been watching him play golf the last ten years yeah. since since his uh, amateur debut at the the Masters? Yeah, we haven't yeah. sniffed it. Okay. Haven't sniffed it. Ideal. Keep well, watching. Listen, that was the uh, Masters 2021. We're now going to talk a little bit about a uh, YouTube series uh, about helping you as amateur golfers improve your game. Four! The podcast is into its third season. It's just into its third year now. When I started it, I wanted to obviously entertain people uh, with stories, caddy stories, which I think you know we do. Oh, absolutely. I think you've done that. Probably educate, you know, about golf course maintenance, um, the golf game, etiquette, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. One thing I really wanted to do was help listeners improve their game, so relate. Okay, so one thing I'll be doing going forward is interviewing golfers, whether I meet them in car parks. That sounds dodgy. Uh, when, when I meet them back alleys, car parks, yeah. Yeah. or parking lots as we call them in the US yeah. parking lots uh, Home Depot you know, <laughs> and, and on the golf course, just little stories interviewing people, what do you find tough with your game, because as caddies we're out there and you know we have a laugh we have a bit of banter, we have different gears you go through, what yeah. does this guy want what does he want, but one of the massive things that we do is we help people improve their game. That's that's in the job description. Yeah, we help them guide them around the course, and uh, we help them with their golf games. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's small changes can can lead to huge results. Oh, big time, big um, time. So I actually had I was carrying for a guy called Ryan Melcher uh, just this past week, and he said that he was going to go and get. He says, wh- "Who should I go and get golf lessons from?" And I said to him, "Well, here's the thing: 
you'll learn more in the next five hours with me than you will in your first five, six lessons. Now, I'm, I'm not telling not to go and get lessons. Yeah. And by no means am I PGA Tour qualified or PGA qualified, certified. certified. Yeah. But I don't think you need a license in anything to, to, well, I guess you need a license to practice medicine. Or law, but <laughs> but you know what or I mean. Or a lot of different professions, yes. yes. Many, many many Okay. But yeah, we're in the golf world. Yeah. <laughs> Scratch that. Uh, but yeah, we, we. I said to him, listen, why don't, until you're really willing to commit to tra- practicing twice a week, playing golf twice a week, I wouldn't waste your time in, in getting lessons. Yeah. You know, let's start with some real basics. So starting hopefully in the next month or so, and this is, this is a great chance for you to go to the YouTube channel, the, the Glorified Donkey YouTube channel, and subscribe to it. Uh, if you don't subscribe to that, check out the Instagram or the Twitter or the Facebook under Glorified Donkey and just subscribe to one of those. Because what we're going to start doing, myself and Mike, are a series of videos. And it could be something really basic like how to prepare your golf bag. Yeah, which is which is key. You need you need the right right tools and equipment in the bag. Yeah. And and people just throw more and more stuff in oh, there. God, but yeah. have the right stuff. Be prepared. You know, simple things that like how to tee the ball up. Yeah, which is a basic that people just they're Don't clueless get. on. They're I, clueless on it. How many times on par threes do you be? No, 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 Steve. You don't tee your nine nine up that high. It's not a driver. You don't have to. Put it four feet off the ground. You know, yeah. let, let me let me push that in the ground for you. Yeah, or yeah. we get asked all the time, like, you know, should I tee this one up on a par three, or should it not? But oh God. so don't get me started. How about like stretching? That's you know, a big one. Yeah, uh, John Griffin, who was on the podcast uh, episode number sixty four, he's a long drive guy. He told me he stretches a minimum of twenty minutes on the range That's before crazy. he starts hitting balls. Yeah. We're lucky if we bend over. Yeah, yeah. Put put like a leg behind. Yeah, hold the leg back and arm over the head. And yeah, let's go. That's it. Yeah. People are always talking about Miguel Angel Jimenez. Oh, he does some he does serious do. calisthenics. Yeah, he does. But you know what? It, it works. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You know, it really does. And, and and I think you know how to warm up properly. Mm-hmm. How that, to practice properly. Oh, you know what? That that's a huge one because a lot of people. They try they, when they they don't warm up when they go to the range. They no. try to fix things at the range. When you go mm-hmm. to the range before a round, you're not trying to work on your swing. You're warming up, getting ready to play golf for the day. You're not trying. Oh, why am I hooking? Why am I doing this? Why am I, well, that should be ironed out before you tee off. You Correct. play with the swing you brought. You know, you're warming up. You're not trying to work on things when you're when you're at the range before a round. Mm-hmm. One thing I'm trying to teach a lot of people this you know, the last three four months is about a pre-shot routine. Huge, which almost nobody does. They step yeah. up, they take a practice swing and step to the ball and hit it. But if you watch every single professional every golfer, single one. They, they have a pre-shot routine and it's normally the same. Or they, yeah. There'll be certain differentials. But you know, the golf swing is like a science experiment. You want to try and keep as many things as consistent as possible. Bryson does that with the Do length the of the, the clubs. Same time, every time. Same thing. Uh, we'll also be teaching you how to speed up play, whether you're walking, whether you're carrying, whether you're driving a cart. Because there's some really simple stuff out there. We carry for a lot of people who are very, very intelligent, right? Oh, very intelligent, but they're clueless. Clueless, on, yeah. You know, yeah. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of intelligence, but not a lot of common sense. And then we'll help you with things like uh, choosing the right club for the the right shot. You know, you never use a sixty degree wedge to play a pitch and run because it just it's going to check. You want to use the right club, the right tool for the right job. Putting, long and short, reading putts, how to flop it over bunkers, 
you know, how to how to work out ready golf, how to, you know, there's so many different aspects. There could be 30 or 40 videos. We'll try and condense that into, you know, two, three, four minute videos with bullet points. And in every three or four episodes of the podcast, we'll actually expand on those um, individual pieces of information. So if you're interested in that, definitely get across to the, the YouTube channel, Glorified Donkey, subscribe to the channel or the social media stuff, and also subscribe to the podcast if you're enjoying it. Um, so yeah, you get that to look forward to. Hopefully we'll have that here, the first one in May. Now we're going to move on to our mailbag questions, notable mentions, and a potential bell end of the week. Four! Bell end of the week then, Mike. Right, Matthew Wolf could have been in there for being... Yeah, DQ'd. DQ'd when you when you know what you shot. But as much as I like to see anger from golfers, yeah, the Siwoo Kim one. Sorry. Yeah, you putted well with your three wood, but you you get it because you slammed it on the golf course. If you mm-hmm. broke it over your knee, that mm-hmm. would have been one thing. Just like we're not giving it to Billy Horschel because when he slammed his clubs, he slammed them into the golf bag. He into he had, bag. He, he walked it back and apologized Correct. to Augusta National for doing that. But Siwoo Kim, you broke your golf club on the golf course yep. on the ground you smashed it against the ground and broke it so you're you're damaging augusta property i can't you slammed it into the the, the fringe yeah he, he was on the yeah. fringe of the you're a bell end exactly. you are the the bell end of the week congrats um, your t-shirts in the mail we'll need to find an interpreter <laughs> so they can actually daniel cho he uh he's uh daniel are you north korea or south korea i'm not sure if you're <laughs> north or south of the bar but you know you could maybe uh translate Let uh let's see we come know uh questions Notable, notable mentions. Oh, sorry, questions first. Okay, what bring talking about. Uh, question one. Have you ever caddied for or played with any golf influencers? If so, are they any good? That comes from Marco Rivera. He's in California. Golf influencers. <laughs> it's oh, funny you, you say that, that word? because, yeah, I, I, I didn't really know the term probably up until a few months ago. Influencers, I guess all these personalities on the in- internet are influencers and the big one in the, the sports world. Who is it? Barstool Sports. Barstool Sports. Yeah, they were they were like two groups behind us, and uh, the guys that we were with that I was caddying for at the time we were on fourteen. They were at nine. They're like, oh, there they are. There's the Barstool guys. I'm like, well, who are they? What do they do? Oh, they're influencers. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, they go around and play golf courses, and they put it on YouTube and they or, or, or Instagram, and they post pictures and talk about. It. I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, mm-hmm. just go around and play golf courses, but. Mm-hmm. But no, I've never actually caddied f- for any. I know a caddy that was was with them. Yeah, and he, he, oh, you, you were with that group. I wasn't with them, but a friend of mine was. Oh, really? He caddied for them, and he didn't like them at all. Just, yeah, just you know, nothing there. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and they're awful at golf. Yeah. Awful at golf. Yeah, and they probably get comp the golf. They're like, oh, you're coming to our course. Of course. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you know when I think about, and I, I I'm the same. Like I didn't even know who Barstool were until a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um. Again, I'm not a, a big you know, I don't take much YouTube in. I'm more of the, the drug pusher and create the content <laughs> yeah, yeah, and actually yeah. take it in. Uh, so I, I think maybe like Rick Shields. Oh yeah, like he's that. big. He's big. But no, I, I don't. I don't really know. And golf. I guess we're golf influencers. Yeah, exactly. I play. I play with Mike a load. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. Mike's man. Mike's I really influence good. a lot of people. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, next question. I've seen Ernie Els crush pints at an event when he wasn't competing. Which players are the most fun to hang with over a beer when they aren't on the clock? That comes from Andy B in Toronto in Canada. 
Yeah, I could imagine uh, Kevin Kisner. He's he's yes. pretty. Yeah, that guy is laughs. Dude. I've never been with him. Laughs. I've been around yeah. him, and he is laughs. Yeah, yeah. That was the remember the story. Him, uh, he was out there. I forget what course it was. Some super private course, and he was out there with a bunch of guys, and I he think had it was like, his own course, something like that. And he had like twenty. It was it was legendary. He had like twenty drinks or something. Yeah. It was like hard alcohol too. It was like mixed drinks, and he gets on the 16th hole and he makes this like ridiculous putt and he goes this ain't no hobby and he yells it as loud as he can this ain't no hobby boys yeah. i think it was a, a monday for the boys it was yeah. at his home co- course somewhere in the south yeah they went out they're driving carts but someone took a video of the whole thing posted yeah yeah it, exactly and, you can look this yeah. up yeah, yeah and he get banned from his own club for yeah. 30 days or something yeah. and, and fined or but something he had so. fun i mean that guy he is last he is funny uh andy b also sent in a picture of a club pro guy who had done something about larry fitzgerald who obviously we just mentioned that's yeah, so ironic that yeah which is and funny it's something to do with that's why I don't post scores. Yeah, the um, two time net champion. That's why I don't post scores. Andy said it would be really cool to hear these, you know, your thoughts on Larry Fitzgerald. So Larry I guess- Fitzgerald has a very legit handicap. I can attest to that. Cause now he, he's a five. He's a five. And I, I mean, that's down from a 13. And that was I, when I played him years ago and gave him six aside, I beat him straight up. Now I was giving him, and I didn't play that great, you know. I played okay when we played last time, gave him. One aside, he waxed me on the back. It completely waxed me. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and the scary thing about Larry is You're his a hairy short... guy as well. That's a, that's What's a that? Lot of, you're a very hairy, hairy man, so that's a lot of wax. That is a lot of wax, yeah. yeah. He waxed the head. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, so the scary thing about Larry is his short game has always been good. Like that guy can chip and putt. He can hit it where you tell him. And he's got, I mean, guy's got good hands. He's a Hall of Fame receiver, but- Putting, he can putt it where you tell him to putt it, and he can hit it with the pace you tell him. Okay. And he, he he can see it. But the scary thing now is he's developing a long game. He's starting to hit. Remember before I would talk about how the AT&T, he would always hit irons, three irons, because mm-hmm. he hits it so far. Well, he's starting to hit his driver in three wood inconsistently and straighter. He is going to be in the next, I mean, and, and he's looking at retirement, maybe this year, maybe next year, whenever. When he starts really dialing in and playing, the guy's going to be a scratch golfer. And, and don't be surprised to see him win the AT&T yet again as a two handicap, as a scratch golfer. I mean, he's, he's legit. Okay. Now, he's not a sandbagger. Put it that way. He's not a sandbagger at all. Okay. Uh, somebody in the, the chat on YouTube over the weekend was trying to tell us that Kyle Bercher has been working on his short game. Oh, really? And he's going to make a run for the PGA Tour. Well, he certainly hits it far enough. Yeah, well, we all laughed about that. We're like, there's a big... Di- it's a little bit like the Tony Romo, Steph Curry, that kind of nonsense. Yeah, Listen. it's a jump from the long drive oh. game to playing on the PGA Tour. There's a lot of long drive guys who are scratch golfers, plus ones, plus twos, plus threes. But to, to, to be a PGA Tour, people don't realize how good those guys oh, really yeah. are. The worst guys on tours are still plus fours and plus fives. Yeah. I was going to say, Kevin Kistner in that video probably shot 64 at his own club. Yeah, exactly. Tying it on. Exactly. And he was, yeah, not even paying attention. Yeah. I, I, I knew guys like that. They would go, oh, yeah, you shot you shot 69. It's like, it's not good enough. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, caddied, to- I caddied for my buddy in, in, in Florida who was an older, older guy at the time. He was probably mid to late 30s. And we go out and play every time he was shooting 67, 68, 65. And he's like, all right. There was a, a member at the course we worked at said, I'll sponsor you because he watched him play, seen him play a number of rounds. Let's go out there. So we played one of the mini tours in Florida, barely sniffed a cut. I mean, spanked. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, final question comes from a Jim Jarosh, right? He starts off his email with the way he says, Jim Nance, he's so phony, and if it weren't for his binder of interesting tidbits, most of which are meaningless or not related to golf at all, he would not only he, he would not know what to say. At times, I think he is more likely trying to find a spot to interject his tidbits rather than actually watching the golf. It's not just golf either. Can't stand it when I get Jim Nance and Tony verbal diarrhea Romo <laughs> calling my Steeler games. Wow. Uh, well, <laughs> okay, we might have a new bell end of the week because you can you're dissing Tony Romo's commentating. The guy's probably the best color color commentator in football. I mean, come on. Oh. Come on. Okay. Tony Romo and and oh, I mean wow. his commentating there's a reason he got that huge deal and actually Nance was pretty upset about that at the time. He got what like 20 million dollars and Nance was only making, you know, 8 9 million. But no, Nance Oh I wow. Think, yeah, Nance Nance is not phony by any stretch of the imagination. Yes, he can mm. be a little long-winded especially with the patrons and in the gallery at Augusta and uh, and looking for that catchphrase, but he's. Uh, I think there's phoniness everywhere. Yeah. Oh, so you're you're not you're not I'm, a I'm with, fan. I'm with. Jimmy. Oh, you're with him. I'm wow. with Jimmy Jarosh. And you really? know what? Come on. I'm not uh, Tony Romo. I, I I just saw the Super Bowl. The only thing I can think about Tony Romo is, um, he hadn't shaked his sh- shaken off his his hoo hoo. When he went for a pee, uh, did, did you see that? I did not. See he was that. wearing these grey pants. Twi- Twitter went mad because uh, well, that, that's your first mistake. He'd there. gone for a pee and then he obviously oh, somebody went, "We're on air," and he went, "Oh no!" Yeah, that happens. <laughs> just happened to happen in, for, in wow. front of thirty-five million people. No, but Jim Nance uh, phony. Come on, no. Well, I, 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 I'm neither neither here or there on that one. However, he did go on to talk about rules and how we, how we want to speed up play. What are the top five rules? Uh, amateurs should know that's, that's James Jarosh Pittsburgh well there's a lot they should know what what, what certain stakes mean what, red, what stake. Red, red stake means which is now it's no longer a hazard it's a penalty area where to drop it in relation to where you went in where you crossed you know keeping keeping the distance you can go as far back as you want or two club lengths from the hazard as long as you keep the flag a lot of people just don't know those basic rules relief from the cart path stuff like that white stake out of bounds? White stake, yeah. And and what, what the options are now, because before your option was you hit it out of bounds, you re-tee, and now you're hitting three. Now, you know, and, and it's not adopted on the on the PGA Tour. They don't play that way. But in normal rounds, you can take it where you went out. You can take it all the way back to the fairway where you went out under a penalty of two shots, which saves a two lot of people. Two yeah. from the... Because uh, you know most of our guys, when they hit it OB once and they go up, you know they're hitting it in the same spot OB the second time. It's like, dude, let's go up there. We can hit our fourth shot from up there. Bunker shot, bunker uh, rule. Uh, yeah, which nobody uses. Nobody uses it. Yeah, that new rule. You can take it out of the bunker. That's it. Take it out of the bunker and take a two-shot penalty. Exactly. Uh, very important rule, actually, if you're going to have a caddy, um, 12 club max. Maximum. Maximum. maximum five yeah. golf ball max. Absolute limit. Yeah, probably even four. Yeah. And no drinks. Yeah, no, no drinks. No water well, bottles. you can you can have a drink. You just got to carry it yourself. You just got to carry it yourself. Yeah, yeah. And don't don't hand know, it to me. Don't hand it to me. Yeah. And don't don't uh, hand me trash it. either. Don't forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Um. So okay. That's perfect. Uh, notable mentions, Mike. Uh, I got to shout out my my guy Will Ellard, who actually him and his dad George Ellard they listened to the podcast, and uh, I didn't even caddy for him last year. They just happened to be in my group, and they were talking about. I think they were talking about the No Laying Up podcast, and I'm. I, I'm sorry to tell you, G, I don't really 
promote the podcast like you do yourself. But these guys were well, talking nobody, about nobody does. <laughs> they were talking about the podcast. I'm like, oh, you should check the caddies out. We actually have a podcast out here, and I told them about your podcast, mm-hmm. and they started listening, and they heard me on it, and they they got in contact with you and said, uh, did. could you set this up? And unfortunately, George couldn't make it. He had to work, but I caddied for his son Will, who's uh, a good young lefty golfer who's. Uh, going off to college, I think, at Arizona State this year. It was a pleasure to caddy for him and his friend Isaac. They were a lot of fun. It's, yeah, they, they contacted me. I got you. We should talk fee. I should be on a percentage. They're like an agent. Yeah, oh yeah, like I'll give you 10%. Percent, yeah. <laughs> um, anyone else? Uh, no, I got to shout out my wife for delivering the golf clubs oh, when well I was playing, playing with Larry Fitzgerald. Thank you, Marianne. Well I done, appreciate Mrs. That. Zabo. Well done. Uh, I got a few different people I, I want to shout out. There was an Instagram account. It's called Bros Race Four F O R E Scratch Bros Race Four Scratch. Two guys, Ben and Ollie. They're from Rotherham in England, right? You got to check out their homemade driving range. So that, as I say, Bros B R B R O S Race R A C E Four, as in Four Scratch. Okay, and these two are. High handicap golfers. And while the, the whole COVID thing was going on last year, they decided to turn one of their gardens into a driving range. But wow. like enclosed the whole nine yards, right? So they put like a net at the other end of no, it? No, wood, hut, with television up, projector. Oh, wow. Everything. It's, uh, yeah, it's absolutely insane. It's, as in, brilliant effort. Because I haven't yeah. seen, you'll see it on, on Instagram, you'll see guys hitting into a towel or a, or a bed sheet yeah, or yeah, yeah. A, a, a net and stuff. And you're like, oh, okay, that's fair enough. These guys went all in. So no, I'm going to have to uh, check it out. That's Ben and Ollie. I know they're now listening to the podcast. I, actually, I forgot to mention um, welcome back to all the listeners and golfers in England because at the end of March, they were allowed back in the golf course. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. I think Northern Ireland's the same. Unfortunately, the Republic of Ireland in Dublin, Leinster, the they're Republic of playing. Ireland, they're still not playing golf. Oh, jeez. Uh, but hopefully you're all uh, listening to the podcast. I know we've got a lot of listeners in the Dublin area, so hello to you folks. Uh, Hoagies and Bogies on Instagram as well. Dan from Connecticut. He's uh, he's uh, married to Nicola. She's uh, from Scotland. Nice. And his mates, Tom, Ryan and Kyle. Um, what part of Connecticut does it say? He just says Dan from Connecticut. Dan from Connecticut, nice. Yeah, um, Sydney Ray, hello. He's Sydney. Uh, also, Mark Terran, he's a pro golfer and pro caddy, and he's waiting to get on the uh, Champions Tour. That's his goal. Oh wow! But he's he's you know he listens to every episode and he's he's very vocal and and uh, shouting us out all the time. What's up, Mark? Um, Tell Gibby we said hi. Final mention has to go to our pal Nick Galante. Oh yeah, who, who uh, helped <laughs> you with your uh, car troubles yesterday? Yeah, <laughs> just yesterday. Uh, uh, I had to go. Well, actually, you as well. Yeah, actually, oh, yeah, it was Big G's uh, anniversary. I don't know we how anniversary. his wife put up with him all these years. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, she's asleep most of the time. <laughs> and I had to go and drive and pick up flowers. And then the truck wouldn't start. And I, you know, I don't know what to say. It turns uh, out it turns out that trucks need oil to run. Turns, turns I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, cars and trucks, they need oil to run. So I, We figured uh, that out. I nearly destroyed a tank. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, and you know Nick, not the probably the sixth time he's uh, saved my bacon when it came Good to job, the Nick. car. So Nick, uh, thank you very much. That uh, brings us to the end of this episode. 
episode 67. Make sure and go back and listen to the, the rest of the catalogue. You know, the 66 other episodes if Good you're new too. to it. Uh, this one was called No Name, No English. That was a reference to uh, No Name for the podcast and No English from Hideki. Uh, Mike, many thanks for, for joining you're us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. If you have any questions, please email podcast at glorifieddonkey.com. As I mentioned earlier, please check out the YouTube, the Instagram, the Facebook, the Twitter. Just search for Glorified Donkey. And also do us a massive favor. If you're listening to Apple, please rate, review, uh, and also share it. Share it with any golfing friends, family. I'll be back in a couple of weeks. I'm looking to try and get down to South uh, Southern California, uh, meet up with John Mallinger. Uh, if not, I'll be up here with some more caddies, and we'll have more news on the, the YouTube series uh, to help amateurs with the game. Many thanks for listening. Enjoy your golf, but more importantly, keep it humble. <laughs>